This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths. Enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. The health remedies Ian Clark provides have changed the lives of thousands of people for the better. The remedies were used by Ian to regain control of his own health. Tens of thousands of people have followed him on his health journey since then. In the episode, Ian discusses how to support your body ability to self-manage, increase your quality of life, and extend life much longer than expected. Valeria interviews Ian Clark. He is the founder and CEO of Activation Products. Ian Clark has 16 years of definitive research and application. He shares the most advanced information on how to literally stop the body from aging. This also involves how to self-heal all injuries while correcting structural adhesions and distortions. Since this is dealing with the human body directly, seeing is believing. And there is clear evidence backing up the realities around how this all works. This also involves high-level mental wellness, emotional resets, and trauma deletion. Stopping the aging process, correcting injuries, and supporting the best dental health are all totally affordable across the board for all enthusiasts who are willing to step up and invest a small amount of time, energy, and resources to enjoy profound results. Anyone at any age can learn this, and the earlier in life this is implemented, the better it is. Ian is 65 years of age and healthier than he was at 25 years of age. Meet Ian at shop.activationproducts.com. Here's the interview with Ian Clark. In your own words, who is Ian Clark? Well, it's a simple answer. I am a 65-year-old health enthusiast who discovered about 17 years ago that there was the possibility that we could be healthy for free and it would be able for the body to continue living for a very long time indefinitely, provided that we learned the truth about it. And when I first had that thought, I thought, well, that sounds a little bit too good to be true. But I would be open to that idea. And I would hold openness to that idea over the years. And I found out that it's very expensive to remain healthy in the North American economy and society. And that it took another, not not quite 17 years, but around 12 more years from that point to finally realize that being healthy had a very high potential to be free. And then all of these suspicions started to turn into realities 
where I started to see to see evidence of my health personally uh, becoming better and better and better the older I became. And it became easier and simpler and actually is even less than free. It costs less than free, which I will explain later. Mm. That's information and wisdom that we all need to hear. So, yes. Another initial question that I have for you is, what is your idea of good health? What is to be healthy? Is that a, an achievement or, let's say, a practice, a goal for a lifetime? Well, it's, it's a state of being, and it's based on key performance indicators. You know, people use the term KPI. So some of the key performance indicators are, are you feeling better as you are getting older? Are you getting smarter, stronger? more flexible, more agile, more mobile? Are you getting a better glow? Are you feeling internally better? Do you have more energy every single day going forward? Or is it the exact opposite as you get older? So if it's the opposite of that, if you're just slowly going down, you know, getting weaker, less flexible, a little bit more pain, a little bit less energy on an ongoing basis, then you know that you're that something's very wrong. And it's not to be taken for granted that, oh, well, that's what happens when you get older. Because that's not really what happens when you get older if you know how to, how to support your body's ability to self-heal and manage itself rather than me trying to manage my body. Wow, that's a, a very insightful key, right? The body manages itself. Would you agree with the statement that All healing is self-healing? Yes, uh, to an, I would say for the large part, sometimes when, we're, when a person is in a catastrophic event, say an accidental injury or something of that nature, the body absolutely has to have external supports and sometimes do a maximum degree depending on how the, what the extent of the injury is. But if we are not injured in an accident, which is only very rare anyway, then the body does not need external. Although there are things that speed up healing, definitely faster than the body would normally heal with some external support like pulsed electric magnetic frequencies or light therapy or sound therapy. Those are enhancing for sure, yeah. but the body still will heal. It will just take a little longer without those external supports. Okay, so it, it does, it needs the environment. So it's creating the proper environment, which makes sense. In nature, we see that. Um, if we don't water a plant, it will eventually die. So it needs nutrients, so we need support. Let's see, another question, one of the open questions I have for you, another one is about aging. And I talked to you briefly Lord, that I will be asking you this question, exploring the topic of aging uh, off record. So what is the meaning of aging to you as of today? Ian? Well, it has a couple of different angles. It depends on whether you are in a, a mental state of a death culture or a mental state of a living culture. So a death culture will affect how you interpret aging. 
because when we're little children and we see our grandparents get old and pass away and then we become adults and we see our parents get old and pass away and then we see people die of disease and we see people get weaker and and less effective as they get older especially when they're above 60 then we actually believe that's the way it is and we accept that to be the way it is we acknowledge that that is the truth and then we apply that to ourselves on the other hand once you learn the truth about <clears throat> the living culture that we are supposed to be in and you opt out of the death culture then aging means that you are getting wiser stronger faster smarter more wisdom more valuable much more valuable as you become older and the aging is not a deteriorative thing but a regenerative thing and that's the difference between a death culture mindset and a living culture mindset health of a body depends very much as well on how healthy we are emotionally and psychologically is that what you meant to say is that what you said and I, i'm trying to understand that or translate what you said in a more simple way yeah it it, it it yeah it does do mental emotional uh effect is a massive thing of, of course upon how we manifest whatever it is that we are physically outraying and then it does go the other direction a physical toxicity problem can affect our emotions and mentality and it's it is definitely a, we are holistic beings and we are multidimensional in that sense because we and plus we have so many different iterations of who we are in relation to each situation we're in We're always the same personality, but our personality has to be very adaptive towards whatever circumstance we're looking at or facing. Mm, yes, adaptation, that's a huge one. Going back to the topic of aging, I guess what I, I wanted to ask you specifically is this idea that we are supposed to look in a certain way, especially, I think men and women, but especially women for some reason, that we become very concerned with wrinkles and all that. But isn't it part of, um, even if we manage to be healthy, as you have been describing, having flexibility, feeling well, and all that good stuff, isn't it natural to have, let's say, wrinkles or to look different than when we, we looked when we were younger? I see that there's a, also this culture of forever young in a sense of always almost like idolizing youth from that perspective of appearance. So I would love to hear from you. What is your take on that? Well, we all have gone from zero to 21 years old and seen ourselves in pictures and mirrors with <laughs> the glow and no wrinkles and, and uh, yes. just really manifesting at the top level our, our peak existence of physicality. And then by the time we hit 25, we've really maxed that out. And then there begins to be a slight deterioration that, that then rapidly increases if we do not know how to manage our, our environment to support our body's ability to manage itself. And that's the biggest problem. Uh, so, But as we age, even if you had no wrinkles at all and you had a totally youthful glow, you are still going to get more and more that sage vibe about you because you're learning you've been through a lot and we've all we all go through our trials and tribulations and also our enjoyable times and like you know fine wine 
aging is a wonderful thing because it's, it just brings out the richness and the quality more and more. So being concerned about the outward appearance in the wrinkles. Now, wrinkles really should not happen, but they do. And then people take measures of Botox or whatever other plastic surgery things that destroy themselves with because they want to retain somehow get back to that 21 year old self, which is redundant and unnecessary and certainly not the direction to go. Uh, but if the earlier you catch yourself in the knowledge spectrum, so if I, in other words, if I would know today, what I know today and take myself back to 21 and apply these things I've learned that I'll share with you today to my 21 year old self, I would have remained looking 21 years old for a very, very, very long time, but I simply didn't know. So, you know, <laughs> the time took its toll and I began to look much older. Uh, whereas my wife at the time was very youthful. When I met her, I was told she was 14. She was actually 19. And when I was 35 and she was only 31, everyone thought she was my daughter. So she maintained a very special status that was that was unusual but everyone because my wife also did not know how to support her body's ability to manage she eventually began to get older and look older but she aged gracefully and that's where she's at today very gracefully aged but is now starting to apply the principles that i have learned and finally realized what they are and all those things begin to reverse so I think you would want to look more, if more than anywhere, at your biological age, which is measurable, and also your structural age. So how well is your frame? What kind of health is your bones and joints and muscles and connective tissue and fascia and the things that keep you mobilized? And that's really where I focus in on what age am I actually at measurably in those two categories? Because then when you're at a 25 to 35-year-old biological and structural age, your body continues to live because it has no reason to die. That makes so much sense. We are influenced by genetics as well, right? And some people, they look very young for a very long time and they don't do really anything or they are not aware of what they do to look the way they do. So mm -hmm. would you attribute that to um, genetics? Yes, 100%. 100% genetics. And I think there's a statistical number, which is an average of about 20% of the population, which is pretty small percentage, yeah, yeah. have beautiful, perfect skin, beautiful teeth. They remain looking good. They don't gain weight. They don't get skinny. They're just in this equilibrium state. And we've all met these types of people. Yes, I am not yeah. one of them. Yeah. And, <laughs> Me too, yeah, fortunately. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, actually, I, I consider myself fortunate not to be one of them because that enabled me to pay more closer attention. They don't have to pay attention. They are able to function. But what I also noticed is that once you take a step back and look at the, at the society in general, whether it's mainstream, people who are not health conscious, no matter what their genetics are, or you take people who are very health conscious or like mild to very health conscious, no matter what their genetics are, every one of them eventually die before they're 100. Very few make it past 100. 
anyone who gets past 100 does not look well, and then they die. And when I saw that, and I, because you just had to be realistic, I stood back and went, well, then what is this really all about? Because the health conscious people live only about three to 5% longer life than the, un- than the non-health conscious. They do have a better quality of life for sure, because they're not poisoning themselves all day intentionally with, with food or whatever. But nonetheless, they don't live much longer. So I knew there was something terribly missing. And that's, you know, the things that I just kept going, there's something missing. What is, what is it that's missing here? And once that was shown to me what was actually missing, then that changed the game entirely. Now we are all benefiting from your curiosity. Thank you for being curious. <laughs> I noticed on your website, you speak of magnesium a lot. I want to ask you that question almost immediately, but I won't for now. From your perspective as of today, what is the main purpose of the human experience? If we had one purpose only, what would that be? Well, it again, it goes back to who, you know, where are we and who are we actually? Where did we come from? Where are we going? You know, what are we supposed to be doing here? What, what is this experience all about? Because we all look at everyone getting old and dying and they all get more valuable. The closer they are to death, the more valuable they become. And then when there's the most valuable ever, then they pass away. So that seems extremely flawed. And which it is, but it's allowed. And what I have learned from my own personal experience is that our creator who created this whole drama, this whole earth we live on and our bodies and our beings and gave us our gifts and our knowledge and our, our access and our opportunities and placed us in the families that we got placed in. And people can believe whatever they want about who that is, but nonetheless, there is a who involved. And that particular being has many, many attributes to express to his children. And he doesn't have grandchildren, he just has children. And people can say whatever gender they want, that's up to them. I I go he because there's Mother Earth and there's the Father Creator. And that Father has attributes expressed of being a healer, a, a provider, a protector, a redeemer, a savior, all of these, there's a thousand different things we could think of that are attributes to be expressed. And none of us would ever, ever experience those attributes if we were not in a vulnerable position. So if we, if we have bodies that could not be injured, could never get sick, that we always had everything at our fingertips that we could never know, never have any need to be provided for or to be protected, then we would never experience those attributes. So temporarily, we're dumped into this time dimension to temporarily go through these iterations of trials and tribulations and challenges and also joyful times and fun and, you know, luxurious experiences or whatever to see, to really have that contrast. Because once we're out of here, then, you know, and people can believe in past lives and future lives, that's fine. They can, I, I don't, I think that you are who you are. And that you are showing up here, that we traveled through our genetic ancestry through thousands and thousands, if not millions of years. And here we are today, placed in this age, very specifically through election. And we're supposed to be here. We all have a destiny. We all have a mission that we're given. 
And that mission is not is not my mission. It's a mission that was given to me. And either I support the mission or I don't. And if I don't, someone else will. And the more the more adventure we have in this life, the more experience we have in this life, the more fulfilled this life is. And we should be open to adventure and experience. And I don't believe in a bucket list because I don't have a bucket and I'm not going to kick the bucket. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everything, That's good. Yeah. Yeah, everything happens organically. Mm. And it's not all about me. We're here to serve everyone around us at all times. And if all of us were always thinking about how we could better the lives of everyone who we meet and touch and influence, whether one-on-one or one in a million, then if if everyone was thinking about how do I make things, what's in it for you, for everyone I wake up every, every morning and think about, and automatically I would be taken care of. So we're here to serve, you know, I believe we serve God by serving people, love God by loving people. And we can't love anyone more than we love ourselves. If I love myself very low level of love, I can't love you any more than that. If I don't care about myself much, I can only care that much about anyone around me. Right. So we're here to learn how to be more careful, full of care yeah. for ourselves and then others around us. Mm-hmm. And same with love, same as all those things. When you speak of the mystery of what this, um, what life is or could be, or the the suffering that we go through, and all the experience of being a human, it almost implies suffering, joy, but also suffering, pain. I wonder what I my practices or my curiosity always uh, goes beyond the, let's say, beyond the human experience, but uh, it comes back to it, of course but in the sense of finding peace within chaos. If there is a goal for my own, for this, which I call my own life, it would be to be peaceful regardless of what's happening or could happen. Do you see that in a way? Do you see that as uh, bringing heaven to earth by being peaceful and loving, not joyful all the time, but peaceful for sure? Yeah, it's like the eye of the hurricane. You have the hurricane swirling at 175 miles an hour out there in the peripheral, but you're navigating into the center of the hurricane at all times where there's peace. You know, it's like the little mother bird in in the lake in a storm and has her little ducklings around her, you know, the mother duck or the swan or whoever. And in her eye is peace because she understands that it's going to all work out well and that she knows how to keep into a safe zone regardless of how crazy it gets and how insane everyone else gets around us in the world or the crazy you know beliefs that people have pushed upon them through media and all that stuff yeah so yeah peace is super critical to you personally to remain calm and centered even in the most chaotic possible situation Yes, right. That's how I feel. And that's what I call God. That's what God is to mm-hmm. me. You have different ideas, and so many of us do, but that's what God is to me. And it, for some reason, it keeps going back to that. It's peace. That's what it is. Um, I know you have been already actually disclosing a lot of information about how you came to do what you do, but officially now, you are the founder and CEO of Activation Products. How did you start this company and what was the main inspiration to get it out there? 
Yeah, well, the, it was kind of an interesting beginning because the company started itself sort of automatically <clears throat> because we found out, first of all, I discovered this thing that discovered me, <laughs> which yeah, was already discovered right. way before I discovered it. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, that's <laughs> uh, it. <laughs> which, which was these ocean nutrients. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so the ocean basically offered up its its key critical nutrients, the minerals and the, the marine phytoplankton, and it became a product. And it was a product that I consumed personally. I didn't know we were going to sell it. And as I consumed it, it taught me how powerful it was every single day going into the future. And then it inspired me to tell other people, have you ever heard of this stuff? Nobody had ever heard of it. I said, well, would you like to try it? And people in Canada were not interested. There was a few people, but not many. But I went to California to a natural product event because I was told, oh, just go there and talk to people about this there because they've never heard of it. And I went there and they were really interested. And then they said, well, where where can we get that? And I said, well, I I know how to get it. They go, okay, well, we'll buy it from you then. So I went home and we started to bottle in the basement of our house without a company or anything. And we've got a little printer and made labels and our children put little funnels and beakers in a little clean room that was set up where it was all sanitary. And we started to ship thousands of bottles to California. And that was a very, very amazing experience because all of a sudden a lot of money showed up from the sales of these products. And then the people who sold them down there sold them for a lot more than they were paying us. And it just took off. And that's and then I realized we better take this after 24 months and a very significant amount of products sold, which was astounding. <laughs> I was like, okay, I think we're we're supposed to do this. Like we better set up a company and get serious about this. And that's how activation started. And the reason I chose the name activation that was inspired to do so, because I kept seeing people who would take this product we call Oceans Alive. They would just put it in their drink and take it, and it would make them want to get more healthy. And it seemed like it was activating something inside of them to take things more seriously and become more responsible for their own health. And that was the main activator, that ocean's alive. And that has gone full circle because we're literally walking in a body that is is 80% ocean. Yes. Right. Oceans Alive, that was the product that actually caught my attention the most when I was looking. I had not had any access to your work or your products. And then I looked on your website and I saw that name because I love the ocean and there's something about the ocean. Anyway, a lot of people feel the same way, but that caught my attention immediately. So before I ask you more questions about uh, Oceans Alive and all the other products you have there, Ease Magnesium, Ease, deep soak, you have uh, perfect immune, perfect iodine, and so many others. Let me go back to that question, (laughs) to that statement you made earlier about health being free. So I take a lot of supplements myself, basic ones, all the vitamins and things. And I used to take this algaes, yeah, I think I did spirulina, it's the one that I used to take. Mm-hmm. I didn't notice if, at first my skin was looking better and everything was better, but then at some point it seems like I was intoxicated by it. Probably mm-hmm. was not the right product. I'm not sure. I just stopped altogether about three years ago. And mm-hmm. then I started taking something else, uh, spirulina. The other one was kelp, I believe. 
And then I started with something else that I can't remember the name now. And then again, I didn't feel right. Something happened and it was, I was not feeling well in the body. But the main statement, so being healthy is free. It doesn't seem like it is. I buy these products. It's very <laughs> costly. You're selling the products here too. So yeah, talk right. to me about that. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so being healthy, what's required to be healthy, what people do is they, they buy the best food they can buy, which is which is expensive, organic, uh, is costly stuff. They also will take treatments. They will buy, you know, medical devices. They will do protocols. They will pay health coaches. They will do fitness training. They will buy supplements. They will buy all kinds of different things that we are told by the natural products industry that we need. And that amounts up to a substantial amount of investment in ourselves to be able to get what we think is going to be healthy or deliver the results we're looking for that will allow our body to continue being healthy and get rid of, you know, symptoms that show that, hey, there's something wrong. I've got a pain here. I've got an ache there. I've got congestion here. I got sick over there. And that's a very expensive, drawn-out thing. And yes, that is costly stuff. And people have to have a budget. They have to have a um, disposable income because they're paying for their the taxes and the expenses to live in general, homes and cars and you know all of these other things. And at the end of the day, they have some disposable income to invest in their health over and above what they're already doing just to be alive. So there is, I mean, that that's precious money that people are investing in themselves at the end of the day after all. And that's where, you know, you think how much money do you have to generate in a year to have $10,000 available of disposable income to do as you wish? Well, you probably have to generate around a hundred thousand dollars to get $10,000 a year. So that's that 10,000 is actually $100,000. So we think along those lines. So what I was always looking for, and I was, and then eventually things showed up, but I was, when I say looking for, you can't find these things. You can't, I couldn't, you could have given me $10 billion 17 years ago and said, Hey Ian, go find me the best of the best stuff. I would have never found it because it's not about having money to find something. It's about being open and being led to those things. And also having eyes to see and ears to hear once you run into these wonderful things and then identifying them, putting them into practice and then seeing the results and it goes good, great, greater, and then greatest. So good, great, and greater get in the way of greatest all day long. Yep. And the greatest things cost so little time, so little energy, so little effort and so little money. There's a thing called transfer of expense. So now when you take all the things that you do in your life to spend money on and you find out the truth about where to put the, the real disposable income, it's a tiny amount of money per day and all those other very expensive things per day go away. And then you become healthy. That's why it's actually less than free. I spend far less percentage of time, effort, energy and money on being healthy than I did 17 years ago by probably 100x less. And that's, just, that's like, that's the most exciting thing to me. 
because the body does manage itself very well. It The body doesn't need 100 supplements. It doesn't. It doesn't need high-tech support. No, it only needs that if it doesn't get supplied properly. So once you bring the raw materials into your system, through your skin or ingest, when I say raw materials, I mean nutrients, micronutrients, nanonutrients, minerals, elements, things that your body must have in order to flourish, you know, then, you know, you, your body can't continue to live. But I think it goes back to one major question. What is actually causing the body to get old and die? What's the real thing that's causing that? And because people used to live over 900 years and then it went down to 600 years and then down to 300 and then that down to 120. And then today the average life expectancy in North America is 75 to 77 years old. So what happened? And what, like that doesn't even make sense. Why, why is that happening? In an age not far back behind us, people lived an average of 55 years. So we think we're doing better now. Oh, at least we're not living only. What do you mean better? 77 is good? No, it's not. That's terrible. So what I found out was this simple thing. What we breathe is what is causing our body to expire. Every time we breathe, and, and each adult breathes around 11,000 liters a day of air. And you can't see anything in the air you're breathing. <clears throat> if you're in air you're breathing where you can see stuff, you got a real problem. Mm, but what, wow, you can't yeah. see, what you can't see is 10,000 times worse than what you can see. So if you take a little laser pointer, just a simple cheap little laser pointer light, shine it in front of your face, not into your face, but in front of you. And it will reveal millions of visible particulates in the air, which we call dust. And it reflects off that light because it's shining bright outside, inside. doesn't matter where you are. You'll always see millions of particles in this little laser light. And then if you get a microscope or a nanoscope and take a look at the nanoparticles and the microscopic particles your naked eye cannot see, there are quadrillions of little tiny particles in every liter of air you breathe, and, and you breathe 11,000 liters a day. So in my lifetime so far, I will do a quick calculation, right, times 11,000. I have breathed 260.9 million liters of air in my lifetime. And that's only in 65 years. So we have a long ways to go. We're going to keep breathing a lot of air. You can't stop breathing. There's no filter or mask that will stop the particulate matter from coming in. But there is a way to support your body's ability to get rid of that. But no one knows this. So what, they, what you and I have been doing until we find out, which I now found out in 2022, and I'd been learning about it for 17 years, but I didn't even understand it thoroughly until last year. We've been accumulating this waste and it builds up in our joints, <clears throat> builds up in our system, hardens our arteries, stiffens our joints. It clogs up our system. It wears us out because it's abrasive, made of rubber dust and brake dust from the cars. People worry about CO2. That's a distraction. There's no problem with CO2. That's not the problem. The problem is the brake dust and the rubber dust.
and then you have unburned fuel. You have cremated bodies. This is another new age problem. Why are they cremating bodies? They cremate all the animals that are killed on the highways every day. They cremate 80% of the human bodies today. They didn't used to do that. used to bury them in the ground. Right. Now, burying them in the ground is not great either, but it's 10,000 times less dangerous than burning a body in in a crematorium in your neighborhood because that's where all the crematoriums are, in your neighborhood. And they're off-gassing all the, the gases that are full of nanoparticulates from a dead human body that has had either chemo or pharmaceuticals or heavy metals or whatever killed it, mold, fungus, yeast, whatever. Okay, so I'm being a little negative right now, but I'm being realistic. And we are breathing all these cremated bodies. So we should never cremate a body in the state of Oregon, in the state of Colorado. They pass a law that allow a human body to be fermented in a compost. So you take a a freshly dead human body, you place it in a tube the size of the human body with compost material below it. They put compost material on top of it. They leave a vent open where the heat can leave and nothing off gases. It ferments. A fermentation process takes all those nasty poisons that are in that human body, converts them to inert matter in the fermentation process. And in 30 days only, the entire body is dirt. Even the bones are dirt. It's a phenomena. And then they take that yeah. that soil that the body became and they fertilize the forest with it. Oh, oh, that's... And that's passed by law. That's totally awesome. There's no no pollution going into the water tables from the formaldehydes and the, the dead bodies and the caskets and the varnishes and all the garbage they put in the ground. There's no more off-gassing of the body into our being. So this is what's the problem. So how, how on earth are you and I going to get rid of 65, you know, you're very young, but my 65 years <clears throat> of, of life accumulating, you know, that much particulate, how do I get that out? And then once it's out, how do I keep it out? Because I'm going to keep breathing. Right. And I'm not going to run away to some high mountain in Tibet anytime soon. <laughs> yes, yeah. That sounds good too, but yeah, not practical. <laughs> <laughs> I never heard about any of this, so this is all new to me. In a way, of course, I knew about breathing. I have, um, you probably have heard about the halo. It's the uh, air conditioning filter. It's supposed to be highly effective, and I do feel the difference in the house. But of course, I'm outside most of the time because I love being outside. So mm-hmm. it is. Um, I'm breathing all that. So, what's the solution, Ian? It's it's so simple <laughs> and so inexpensive. It's the most exciting, wonderful thing I've ever run into and saw the physical results. And this has been proven for the last two decades around the world. I just recently found out about it in 2022. So it goes back to this. You think more than anything in your life. You have trillions of thoughts every millisecond automatically running your body and then your conscious and unconscious thoughts. The second thing you do the most is breathe, as we've already spoken about. Let's go to the third thing. What's the third thing you do the most of is you pump blood You pump blood throughout your thousands of miles of microcirculation and you're pumping gallons and gallons of blood a day. Mm, Water, isn't it? Right. And your blood is carrying the oxygen you're breathing to the cells for nutrition. 
and it's carrying the food particles that you're digesting and eating to every part of your body that needs to have those fuels. And then the blood also carries away the CO2, all the toxins from the breath, all of the the waste material and the off-gassing from the food you, you've consumed, and then it eliminates. And so the blood can't have a chance at keeping ahead of the curve the older you get because everyone is dehydrated. And the dehydration problem is not how much water you have in your body because no one has any water in their body. The, 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 science, the pseudoscientists, they try to teach you in school, oh, uh, 80% of your body is water. I go, okay, if you have water in your body, please give me some. Give me a sample of water. You know, it could be urine, it could be tears, it could be saliva, it could be mucus, it could be blood or lymphatic. There's no water in your body at all. You have electrolytic fluid. Water is H2O. That's the definition of water. And you you know, I I can say, well, no, no, water is like, uh, is in juice too. No, no, that's juice. Water is H2O, and as soon as you add anything to water, it's no longer water. It's whatever you've made with the water as a base has now become something different. It's transformed. And so you have electrolytic fluid in your system that you have been producing automatically when you eat food and drink fluids. So any fluid you drink that has less salinity than your body, your body has no choice but by law, scientific laws, to donate your precious electrolytes into that less than salinity of your body's fluid. Because the greater salinity always donates to the lesser salinity. It's a law. I mean, it's just absolutely a law. And anybody can prove it in any scientific lab in two seconds. So when you drink fluid that has a higher salinity than your body has, it donates to you. And when you continue to do that, you start to build up your electrolytes, which makes blood. Those electrolytes are the raw material your body needs to make new blood. Your body is always wanting to make new blood every day because the blood gets contaminated and it wants to delete the contaminated blood and replace it with new, clean, fresh blood. And sure enough, nobody's doing it. They're all drinking fluids that are less salinity than their body, and they're losing their electrolytes. And the more you lose your electrolytes, the more dehydrated you become. So the more water you drink, the more dehydrated you become. The more fluids you pass through your system that are lower salinity than your body, the faster you dehydrate your body until you're dead. And you can't detox the particulate matter you're breathing. That, That accumulates. And then when you are at my age and you go, oh, I want to fix this. You can fix it, but I went from a a normal blood pressure for many, many years as a really healthy adult of 115 over 65. That was my blood pressure for a long, long time. And as soon as I started drinking the high salinity fluid, my blood pressure went to 185 over 125 and everybody freaks out and goes, that's high blood pressure. That'll kill you. You could have a stroke. But that's not true. That's just what you believe from the medical world, if I had not drank the high salinity fluid and my blood pressure went to 185 over 125, yes, there would be a good chance of a stroke because I hadn't done anything. But as soon as I started drinking high salinity fluid, 
all of my cardiovascular system started to heal itself because all the hardened arteries was all the particulate matter I've been breathing my whole life that caused my, my pipes to turn into concrete was now detoxifying and becoming soft and supple. And within three months, I had the cardiovascular of a 25-year-old. My blood pressure went back down to normal and it will remain there for the rest of my existence, which is going to be a very long time. So that's one simple thing. The blood system has to clean itself or you cannot clean up your body. Mm. And not only that, the salt is your fuel and it has to be unrefined sea salt, which is what Oceans, Oceans Alive has in it, which we started the company with. I didn't even understand the whole principle back then. All I remembered is people would say, well, what's this going to do for me? Why would I buy this? And I would go, okay, uh, the only thing I can tell you is I'm not a scientist. I don't understand that it has every nutritional molecule known to all historical data. All I know is this one thing at the time, right? Because I knew nothing about it other than it made me feel like the battery inside my body was being charged up every day. All I could explain, they go, really? I go, yeah, you try it, you'll see. And they would try it and they would go, it does that actually. And they would get off coffee and get off all these other diuretics that were ruining them. And they would feel better than it ever felt. I didn't know that that was hydrating their body. <laughs> it was cleaning up their blood. It was charging them up because it's electrical. Now, why the ocean? What on earth is going on with that ocean of ours? How did it get filled with salt? Why? What's with that? So if we go scientific, mathematical, simple, we've been here for thousands of years on the earth. I don't know, is it millions of years, billions? It doesn't matter. Let's just say thousands of years. For thousands of years, every single day, water evaporates out of the ocean, out of the fresh bodies of water, goes up in the sky, turns into a cloud, comes over the land, and it rains on the land. It rains distilled water on our precious soils. And that distilled water has a law that it will absorb salinity and wash it down into the water table below and out into the streams, rivers, and tributaries and carry those precious minerals back to the ocean. That's been going on for thousands of years. People say, oh, since Second World War, they've been monocropping and the you know, soil's losing its minerals. It's like, are you kidding? The, the, the soil lost its minerals thousands of years ago. We have to go to the ocean, get the minerals back, Make sure they're clean with no microplastics and heavy metals. Do not refine it. Do not heat it up. Do not damage it. Just make sure it's clean. Melt it into your water and drink it. And that completely changes your entire being. I mean, that all sounds wonderful and I'm sold, I have to tell you. We're almost at the end of the interview and I have to ask you the question about... Um, I knew about sea salt. I have, have been using Himalayan salt for a long time. Am I making a mistake by using Himalayan salt instead of the sea salt? Well, it's better than nothing, but it's far from great. Ah, okay. So the reason is because it's been around forever and ever, and it is mostly sodium chloride pretty much all, all together. It, it, there's all different variations of the types of salt that come from the land that is mined. Uh, from the ancient seabeds or wherever it came from. So the, the by far the most beneficial is a salt that we now have 
And we're putting uh, a few other things together with the salt. We're not altering the salt at all because you can't touch the salt. Right. You can add things to it for flavor yeah. and for enjoyment, but it all has to be supernatural stuff. Yeah. Can't be any artificial synthetics or anything weird. And you only need a tiny amount of it. So we do have a very good supply. We have not started advertising it on our website yet, but we have done the research to find the most, the best assay. An assay is the different elemental aspects of it percentage wise. And it's got a wonderful assay. It's got a wonderful flavor. Uh, it, you're, it turns the water that you, cause you got to start it with ultra pure water, you know, whether it's reverse osmosis or, Distilled, it doesn't matter because the, the, those waters are, are what we call dead water. You resurrect that water instantly when you put these sea minerals in there because it brings all the life back in. It instantly structures it. The way you can tell the water is structured is that when you drink it, it is smooth as silk going down into your, into your tummy. And it feels good. That's the main thing. Because otherwise, choking water down, not fun. And your body doesn't yes. want you to do that anyway. <laughs> right. That's so true. It feels that way. Okay. So you're not selling that yet. And that you'll be, do you have um, a date for that this year still? Ian, or yes. Yeah, very shortly. We, we do have some packaged. We are getting it all together. This has been an endeavor that's been going on for uh, quite a while now because you have to make it sure it's perfect. Yes. And, but we do have some available. If people did call into customer service, we could provide them this particular thing. And it's very cost-effective. It's activated sea salt. It's called activated sea salt. I'm, I'll make yeah. a note here myself. So my other question is, if we were to start with this, let's say, regiment or this protocol, leave aside all the supplements we have been taking, and then we want to start this new one to see the difference, to feel the difference, what are the products that you recommend we get? All of them or, or some key ones, three or four of them, or even one of them would make a difference? Well, there's, there's a few different aspects, and I'll make this very quick and simple. So the ocean, Ocean's Live, which is 100 times concentrated, unrefined sea minerals in liquid form. Number two is trace. So the Ocean's Live has the nanonutrients, which is the two marine phytoplankton strains, which is a, a, the top-level superfood on Earth. And then, But trace is a larger amount of the 100 times strength of unrefined ocean minerals. And the ease is a, is a specific pharmaceutical grade purified extract of magnesium chloride hexahydrate from ocean water that goes instantly into your skin when you apply it to the outside of your body. So those are your three biggest ones right now. It starts out getting you hydrated. It also brings in the fuels that your body needs, particularly the magnesium because that's, that's called the master mineral. The iodine, the iodine is super fuel, but our iodine is unlike anybody else's out there because everyone else has contaminated iodine products. They have potassium iodide in it. They got all kinds of other elemental stuff. They even have the skull and crossbones on it, and it can harm you. Ours cannot harm you because it's at super low dose, super high volume. So where the other ones are super... Uh, intense, super low volume. That's not what you want. You want the tiniest particles that are only iodine flooding your system. You could drink an entire bottle and not be harmed by our product. Wow. Um, and and yet just a, a small teaspoon will change your life every day. 
So that's wonderful to know. I made a note here, actually. So again, would be, I just want to make sure I have the right ones. Uh, Oceans Alive and then Mm -hmm. Trace Ocean Minerals. And then, well, that would be Ease Magnesium or the Ease Deep Soak. Ease Uh, Magnesium is the spray on. That's the the easiest one to to put on because otherwise you get the deep soak goes into your bathtub, which you do once a week or whatever you like. Okay, so the Ease Magnesium, yeah. and then mm-hmm. the Perfect Iodine, and then you uh, you will be having also the uh, uh, the Activated Sea Salt on your website soon for sale, or they can call always. Right, and one other really effective product, which is all also very concentrated, so it's very inexpensive, is yeah. Solaris. Solaris. Solaris is uh, clove, rosemary, and thyme, and what that does, it's, a, it's not an essential oil. It is a an entire extract from the entire plant with all the plant esters. You only like you literally need drops of the stuff, and it goes in and it cleans up the mess that the body is trying to get rid of. Because as as your body gets hydrated and starts to, to all these toxins start to show up, the solaris goes in and converts those toxins into inert matter, and it goes out of your system very safely. Wow, that sounds wonderful. And how do you use that the solaris? We take it. Um, is yeah, there... you just put it in a bit of water, drink it down, and then just wow. uh, you just flush. And I and I mean like literally put that into a little bit of pure water. It doesn't like to go with anything else. Oh, I so see. So you you would put like one ounce of the Solaris, like one ounce of water, put ten drops in it. That converts it to a detoxification shot, and you shoot it back, and then take your your salt water, and just wash it down. Uh-huh. And always the Solaris has to be apart from anything else you're doing by twenty minutes. Right. That's oh, I see. Minute. Yeah. This sounds really wonderful to me. And I do, of course, I have a lot of that information. I have had access to it, minerals being the number one kind of, um, let's say, elements, compounds to have in our bodies. I researched, and of course, I talked to a lot of people here, so they have disclosed that to me. And I, what I did was I would uh, have the magnesium. I have um, capsules, so I, I take them every day, but they are capsules. And then I also have the Complex B, which all that the family, the B family with all the minerals. Mm-hmm. So, right. but then never heard about, yeah, the, um, the oceans alive with the sea salt. Of course, I, I heard it too, but for some reason, I always chose the Himalayan salt. Now it's wonderful to know. But I want to talk to you, of course, more about these things. And um, I want to thank you again for this health wisdom, passing on something that we all can improve upon. Although I'm a very spiritually oriented and I believe that uh, the body will do what it has to do to be alive, if I am to be alive here. So, but of course, I, I will never try to do the opposite. And if, and if I come across information like this, I will always try to improve the health of the body. My philosophy is a bit different, but I really appreciate what you do, Ian. Because, of course, being in the body, I do that. I spend a lot of money with supplements. So that's really wonderful to know. And not just myself, but lots of people I know. So that's wonderful news. Thank you again for what you're doing in this reality. It's really beautiful. Thank you for what you're doing as well and making these opportunities for us to share this information. Oh, my God. Yes, that's a calling again. And uh, before we say goodbye, I do have a few more questions for you, the ending questions. But before, before those ending questions, is there anything that you left unsaid for today's conversation, Ian, that you feel you want to be um, expressed? 
Yeah, I think, well, yeah, one thing I, I like to always inspire people to do is to find things that build their enthusiasm. Uh-huh. So the things that who the things that you really love to do that you just get up in the morning and you can't wait to go do. Uh-huh. Yes. Fill your life with that as much as possible to build your own personal enthusiasm. And also remember that everything you tell yourself, your subconscious mind believes 100% of the time. Mm, And in order to to, uh, build the enthusiasm, along with that comes self-esteem. So when you speak very kindly about yourself and very truthfully Mm. and not not dwell on the 10% that may be a bit off the rails, but look at the 90% that is on the rails (laughs) and speak about those things and also... Um, about everyone you you have in your life, anyone you have in your life, in a relationship, friend, colleague, associate, romantic, whatever, whoever it is, yeah. always speak behind their back very, very kindly about them and look at the 90% of the, the wonderful things about them that are real and mm-hmm. talk behind their back about them all the time, yeah. the wonderful um, way that they are. And if anyone brings up something that is of the 10% negative of that person, yeah. Just say, well, you know, that might be true, but that's not my experience. Uh-huh. My experience has been this, this, and this. And then when you meet that person you've been talking behind their back about, you'll find your relationship will improve every single second of your life that you do that for them. Because you can't go and tell them to their face because they'll think you're flattering them. Right. <laughs> yes. Right. And, uh-huh. and so and you can tell them to their face from time to time, too. But, I mean, yes. you would be very careful that, that way. But what you say behind your own back to your subconscious and what you say about people behind their back will improve your life dramatically or deteriorate your life if you go to the 10 percent off mm, wow i love that too so that's um another piece right of that puzzle right that's mm-hmm. the i mean I, I would say spirituality but i know we can call it metaphysical we can call like this just the practice of being healthy within the mind realm, but I love that. I love that piece. Um, thank you for saying that. Yeah, that's something that you made me reflect on. Sometimes I mention my husband here on, on the podcast, and sometimes I don't say anything bad about him, but sometimes I mention funny things that I never talked to him about. So you kind of caught my attention to that. <laughs> uh, thank you so much again, Ian. And my last question, I'll ask you this one. I have a technical one, and I'll ask another question, uh, philosophical question um, per se. What is freedom to you? How do you describe or define freedom? Freedom is to know reality. Because I might think I'm free, but I'm bound up completely. I could be the biggest self-deceiver on earth. And but freedom is truly understanding what's real and versus what's positive or negative. And then once you know what's real, it's your responsibility to navigate towards that reality at all times. And I see ourselves as navigators, and that's that's freedom because you're navigating around the rocks that'll sink your ship, and you're navigating away from all the the uh, lies from the media, and not worrying about them. Because I used to get angry when I knew they were lying on the media, and I go, "Well, what am I doing? I, they're oh, winning. If I'm angry, they're winning." <laughs> For sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's very beautiful observation that comes with um, sometimes age. I have to say that it comes with practice, uh, being willing to be open. Right. That's uh, that's a beautiful practice. 
not letting what's out there to control our inner world. Right. And I love your definition of freedom, too. Thank you so much, Ian, for your presence again, for your wise presence, for the, uh, the contribution to humanity through the work you do and for the spiritual messages. I see them as spiritual. So thank you so much. Thank you. And before we say goodbye, where is the best place to find more information about you and your products? Uh, the easiest way to go is to activationproducts.com. And we have a little <clears throat> button at the top. People can subscribe to our email list. Yeah. And get, get a lot of good free information uh, that will also connect them to our community. Uh, we're building an internal community right now that's going to be rolled out in 2023. And also, I do publish quite a bit of, of short, short videos on both TikTok and Instagram and uh, LinkedIn and Twitter. Uh, and they're just right to the point. And they're, um, yeah, so they can go to any of those platforms, mostly TikTok. And, and I'm not a TikTok person. I don't go on TikTok to go and search it. I don't, you know, because I just stay away from it. But I knew I found out that was a place where people like to gather information in a very succinct manner. And Instagram, and it's always either Ian activated or Ian Clark activated or something like that. Thank you so much again, Ian. And we'll talk soon. Okay, Valerie. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Ian Clark and his work, please visit shop.activationproducts.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.